0: Welcome to Unbranded with Miss Dean Loves You, the podcast where I'm having fun chatting with so many cool people who inspire me and we get to learn more about unconventional ways to live our lives together. I am your host, Susie Dean. Today, I'm beyond excited to have Lindsay Lewis on the show. She's so cool and fun and I couldn't help but fangirl a little. Um, Lindsay is a life coach and certified EFT practitioner, which is basically like being a superhero that can heal your mind and body with just a few Finger taps. For those of you who haven't heard of EFT tapping, it is a therapeutic modality that combines ancient Chinese acupressure and neuroscience to physically and emotionally heal. It's like a little dance that you do with your fingers on specific points on your body. And let me tell you, it's not only effective, it's also a lot of fun and looks a little weird, but we'll discuss that in the episode. In this episode, Lindsay shares her wisdom and experience on how to use EFT tapping to rework old beliefs, release negative emotions, and literally rewire our brains to feel more calm and happy trust me, this episode is packed with valuable information and tips that you might want to take some notes or listen a few times. I know I did. So grab your favorite beverage, sit back and enjoy this episode with Lindsay Lewis. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to share it with your friends and family, leave a review and subscribe to Unbranded. Welcome to the Unbranded podcast with Miss and loves you, Lindsay.
1: She's pretty inspiring. Yeah. Cause we're not alike. So, okay. That
0: must be really fun to have a kid that inspires you, that you're so proud of. I mean, mine's seven months. He's like dope, but he doesn't like do much yet <laughs> in terms of interacting with the world. So that must be really fulfilling.
1: It is. And you'll get there. It's hard. Kids are just hard. But, you know, there comes a day when you can kind of not, we're not supposed to like be their friends, but when it starts feeling like a friendship and the Mm -hmm. banter and you actually get to like, for me, it was just like, I'm just going to let her be as much her and try to help her feel safe as much as I needed people to do that for me. Mm -hmm. So at least I had that, you know, just let her be her. And so it's been really fun. And I just told someone the other day, I was like, man, I feel like we're finally at a place where I can say like both of our kids are doing really well, but it's taken 20 years.
0: (laughs) Well, of course, I know you got to go through that rough stage to get to, to, to mature into what you need to be. So um, I think the most important thing that we need to talk about is your nose ring.
1: I thought that's what we were here for.
0: <laughs> so I don't know why. I've never been like into piercings. I just have my ears pierced. I, I did get a tattoo a couple years ago. Um, and then the other day, I think that I, or a couple weeks ago, I put like an aroma nose ring in to just smell like peppermint all day. And I was like, damn. I look kind of cute with this septum. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a 28 year old woman. I can just get my nose pierced if I want to. And then I just felt so much doubt. I was like, wait, I'm 28. I'm a mom. Should I get a nose piercing? Isn't that something for like high schoolers? And now I'm just hyper aware of
1: all these adults that have
0: nose rings and they look so badass.
1: Well, you know, you are the boss of you. That's and uh I honestly I've I've always I've never been like into piercings or mm-hmm. tattoos but I did have them when I was younger Pier- piercings mm-hmm. not tattoos and um so then my daughter is very much like into like hair and color and nails and pierce and like she just like pierces herself and so I know it's I'm telling you like just you know but shh But anyway, so she wanted a septum for so long and we made her like do all the things that she needed to do to earn it. And, um, I've always had, you know, one and then Uh two of these, but there was a couple Instagram women who had the septum and it, it was like, and I, they were older than me. Ooh, that's what it takes. I was like, okay. And my husband has this theory that if we aren't going to be young anymore, because I'm 39, I think he's almost 40, then we should be cool. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's great. So, um, so anyway, she wanted to get it and she's like, mom, do you want to get your septum with me? And I was like, you know what? I say yes to everything I can with her. That's not going to cause harm. And you can always get piercing out. That's the thing. Um, and I really didn't like it at first. It was too big and they make you put the silver one in so it can heal properly. So uh, that was hard. And then I was getting like really nasty comments and stuff. Um, but the cool thing Mm -hmm. is, is that, um, I think we're supposed to care about what people think regarding certain things. Like, you know, like our integrity and the, yes. our, our posture. Right. So I just kind of, um, I kind of liked it. And so I just keep keeping it. No more. And fun. I got, so like I shrunk the hole. Okay. And I, yeah. So I made it like tinier and you really can just take it out whenever you want to. It, it won't go back in. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he'll. it kind of like closes up really quick. So if I want to take it out, I've got like a day to decide if I want to put it back in. Otherwise, I'm sure there's things that they make that would hold it open. But I grant you permission to go get your septum pierced if you would like
0: Thank you. I'm going to hold that close to my heart. Exactly. And then I knew I had a lot of students that had the one that was open at the bottom so they could just flip it in their nose.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's how they hid Which it from kind of their the parents. The book, but that's why they have them. And so Shay has had that because... She had to push it up while she was at school. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: yes. What a sweet bonding exercise for you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Needles. (laughs) Okay. So I
0: want to, let's get into tapping where you, who are you? You're Lindsay Lewis. I'm sorry. We should introduce you.
1: It's okay. We don't need to. Um, Well, so yes, I'm Lindsay Lewis and tapping, I just have to always like throw it out there that it does seem weird, especially Mm -hmm. when people are new to it. It does seem weird and it's a shame that it looks so weird because I think it, it can We're uh, I I know a lot of women, I work with a lot of women and I I know you are in the world of women. I think there is a movement or maybe it's just the dynamics that I'm in is there's a movement that we're kind of okay with not having to go to extremes anymore. And I think going to extremes is really cool, right? Like this is good, or this is bad and it's protective for a while, but to label something as like, it's weird. So I'm not going to do it. Um, And I work with a lot of Christian women and there's a lot of rigid rigidity and, and like legalism Mm -hmm. in, any faith organization. And so it can be like, well, that seems really, you know, over there. So I'm not, and and I think we really miss out. Mm-hmm. So is tapping weird or is it just something that we haven't had in front of us our whole entire life? I think it's weird that our eyes work, you know what I mean? So yeah who's to say what's weird or not. But I think what's weird is that if anybody who's watching has ever seen tapping, you are tapping on your face and your body. And it does seem weird. And I'll be the first one to say it. But what's really weird about it is that it does work when other things don't. And so it's, you know, kind of fun because, and you don't even have to like love it or think it's going to be your next best tool. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to just say, well, maybe it'll help me. I'm just going to Practice it. I'm just gonna try it. You know, it's really okay to just put things to the test and see if it provides a benefit where you need one.
0: I think that was a really great point that you brought up about the Christian women that you work with that feel a lot of rigidity, because I've been finding in the past few years, um, yeah, things that might look too weird or too woo-woo or like too things that are out of our comfort zone it's really holding us back from like the really wild and amazing ways that God has set up the world and our bodies for our benefit. I mean, when it comes to like, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about like herbalism. Okay. Like all of these beautiful plants and flowers and medicines that we can make from the earth that can help us that work with our bodies. These are God given. These are here for us to use and celebrate and support us. But people are like, potions and magic and witchery. And I'm like, I'm just using some of this lemon balm from my garden so I can go to sleep at night without having to use a unisom. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. So we'll keep, keep going.
1: Well, I want to say something to that because I think this is really important. And this is part of that, like, none of us want to be put in a box. Just, mm-hmm. right? and if the only person we ever knew in our life was like our weird little aunt Kathy that was always barefoot in her garden. And like, right. Then it's going to look like oils belong to really weird, crazy earthy aunt Kathy's. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were at the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. and um, they were a gift. Like they were something that was really precious was oils. And God did create those things and he created our bodies. And he really made it all to work in harmony and really actually be much easier. If, If we just kind of look at what God gave us and just put it into practice, a lot of our lives would be a lot easier. And I think that's kind of a direction a lot of people are going. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if the only people who are using something weird, like tapping are people you don't like, then you're going to think it's something for those kind of people, but nobody wants to be put in a box. And there's a lot of things that we really need to take back.
0: I agree. I think, yeah, I think that's a thing too.
1: Seems spiritually and spiritual and woo woo. I think that's the part where it's like, well, it's weird. And it's kind of woo woo because it's an energy healing. Mm -hmm. It's actually, um, one of the only energy healings that's founded in science and there's evidence and there's proof for how it works in the body and that every single mechanism of it, um, is founded in science and is actually able to be proved in our body. So it's, At its core, tapping is actually a really cold, in my opinion, the, the baseline of tapping and the way that it was originally founded is cold. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's not very personable. It's certainly not a spiritual practice. It might not even be a self growth practice. It's more of a, like, get out the uncomfortable feelings and those charges and those anxieties. So What's really lovely is that of a person of faith or somebody who's just even slightly emotional, you empty out those spaces with the tapping and then you get to bring in the good. So we are what makes it a spiritual practice. Yeah, It in and of itself is just like a clinical.
0: So for anybody that's listening, who's never heard of tapping, has no idea what we're talking about, weird things on our face, tapping different points. What is tapping? Where did it come from? What is it used for? Who can benefit from it?
1: Well, so anybody who has any amount of stress in their life can benefit from tapping because it's really, um, it's a stress reducer, but it also is, I like to say it's gently kind of like, like, if you think of neuropathways, like those mm-hmm. habits that we build as, um, spider webs, okay, you know, they're sticky, kind of used to them being there. We're kind of pulling those away and kind of like breaking them up and just saying, Hey, this is kind of an old way of thinking. I don't even really know why I'm thinking this way, but I want to create a new way of thinking. And so what the, the very foundation of tapping is if you think of acupuncture and all the different places that somebody might put those needles, they're doing that. They're putting them in your meridian system, and it does create balance, uh, both physically in your body and also emotionally, mentally. And we're really accessing those pressure points without needing needles. So then we've got talk therapy, mm-hmm. and talk therapy um, can be very, um, traumatic and it can, it can rewire trauma and it can defeat its purpose. Now, any, I, any therapist listening, I love you. I respect you. I think that there's really beautiful times for a great talk therapist and the tools that they have. I think we need them. Um, but when we are dealing with a subconscious mind, we, function about 85% of us functions from a subconscious standpoint just out of habits and behaviors and triggers so um when we're t- talking about something upsetting from the past mm-hmm. Uh, like, let's actually, you know what, let's find an example to use that will kind of correlate with you and your people. So give me an, an example of maybe like a hard emotion you struggle with, or like an event that you don't mind sharing about that you think about it and you're like, Ugh.
0: um, yeah, actually one related to teaching. I was getting some really angry, vicious emails from a student's mom, um, okay. regarding how, she didn't like her grade. Um, I love the student. We worked together. The student didn't get along with her mom. Anyway, I was getting a lot of very vicious name calling emails from her and I was shaking at school and I was super anxious and I was pregnant. So there was nothing really I could do about it. Um, and I sometimes think back to it and I feel icky that I wasn't really and didn't feel capable of kind of standing
1: up for myself. Just you know, I like writing notes. Okay. Okay. So I'm just curious, because I think this is great to use you as an example. When you started talking about that, could you feel it in your body? Yeah. Okay. So um, where did you feel it? In the bottom of my belly. Okay. So if zero is like you didn't feel it at all, and 10 is how you felt it when it was actually happening, give me a number on how much you felt felt it just now. Probably about five and a half. Okay. So this is exactly how I work with clients right? So you told me about a story and where your body's like, so your body actually doesn't know. This is just how, how God made our subconsciouses. And so when I get there, I'm going to ask why, but your body doesn't know the difference between you recalling that event or if it's happening right in this moment. Okay. So it, If the event was as upsetting as it was to your system, then recalling it over and over and over is actually a rewiring, which is this is where PTSD comes from. That's why so much time passes for war vets um, or someone who was abused. And the more time it passes, the the worse they feel or the the more afraid they are of certain things. So let's use this as an example. And how long ago was that?
0: That was in... January of last year
1: so like sixteen months ago, yeah, not a year and a half, right, okay, so when you think about it, how long ago does it feel?
0: um probably a few months, isn't that interesting? yeah, saying that that okay. was over a year ago is wild, out
1: loud, okay. So, so I want to explain to you the why, because here's the thing I could talk about tapping all day, but when people experience it, you don't even care anymore mm-hmm. why it's working, but I understand people being a little skeptical about something that's new and has the word energy attached to it. Cause it kind of does it's, it energy. is, ener- we're all energy. Everything's energy, mm-hmm. you know? So if we think about you in this situation and you, you recall that and you feel it in your body as if it's happening again. What happened in that moment? There was, um, there was a, a moment. Usually, our traumatic stories or our upsets aren't really held in like a one-week span or even in an hour span. They're usually held in this teeny tiny little snippet of time. So, for you, you know, let's just pretend it, it was in the moment that you clicked open the email, it, oh, right? It popped mm-hmm. up, you, right? You'd finished your school day. You did it. You've got your like water and your coffee, you know, and you're just trying to close things up and this email opens and you're like, Pff. that's where trauma is held. And when I say trauma, I mean, big, little, any pain, any upset, because it's really as simple as we are safe we're safe. Everything's good. And then something comes along Mm -hmm. and we're not safe. And our central nervous system pays very close attention to those things that make us feel like we're not safe. So what happened in that moment is your subconscious thought, she's not safe. We have to protect her at all costs from this happening ever again. So it scans the atmosphere for anything that could have been the threat because it doesn't really know. So it's like, okay, she's in her classroom. She's sitting at a desk. She's in front of a computer. There's an email. There's that mom, there's that student. Okay. And so now your subconscious is going to add that to a file that says, we are going to always look out for you. So this never ever happens again. And when we see a classroom and this is, I don't know for sure. This is the case It's different for everyone, which is why the work is so beautiful as we pinpoint it down into the each individual's Mm -hmm. situation, but now you go to work the next day and your brain is scanning. Okay. And it does not care about keeping you emotionally stable. It really cares about keeping you alive. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the second you walk in your classroom, I bet you didn't feel that good, that good the next day. Right. Correct. correct. Yeah. that the next time you checked your email, you were pretty anxious and that's one reasonable Two, your subconscious is just trying to save your life. So it's like, hey, instead of letting her get to her email to check it, we're going to go ahead and inject her with this feeling of, um, what did you say? You said... It was like an icky feeling Mm -hmm. that you couldn't stand up for yourself. And Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't in the moment of the email, there's some more story to this, right? So it's like, you know what? We're going to help her out. We're going to go ahead and inject her with some anxiety, maybe some fear, maybe some self-doubt. And that way she will actually run away from her computer and she'll be safe. She can't even open another email Mm -hmm. to feel the feeling because we're going to help her run Okay. So this is where so many of us feel these like social anxieties or panic and don't know why our brain is scanning something in our atmosphere. That was really dangerous at one point and we don't even know what it is. So that's where if you were to go talk to a friend about it, right. Or a partner Mm -hmm. or whoever, and you get really riled up, sometimes your brain is like, well, she's here again. She's here again. We have to tell her to run or hide. We have to. And so that's why we get this like big feeling about it. Well, what happens is our cortisol is um, our primary stress hormone. And what we want to do is be able to, get up and go in the morning, but we don't need to be running for our life in situations. We don't need to be running for our life. And this Mm -hmm. is where a lot of women suffer adrenal fatigue. So now you have this get up and go every time you, I mean, you left the class, you left teaching.
0: Yeah. You really,
1: like you ran, right? Like, isn't that amazing that you were like, all right, I'm out, which probably was exactly what you needed to do. So Mm -hmm. thank God for anxiety, right? right? It's really truly a beautiful thing when it's doing its job. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so the difference is talking about it, getting worked up about it. Your cortisol is over secreting. So it's coming up, it's telling you to run or hide. And when that happens, our immune system goes down and our blood in our brain goes into our stomach and in our legs to run. Well, what if you want to get an event behind you? Like, what if you really want to process through it and not, and what if you even wanted that event to feel like, okay, and Mm -hmm. safe? with what it was. So when we're talking about it, rehashing it, cortisol goes up, immune system goes down and our legs are ready to run. How often can you really run when you are feeling that way? Most of us can't or won't yeah. run. It's not the required move at that moment. Mm-hmm. So when we're tapping, okay. And, and you're tough enough that we're just going to do this. Okay. Waste time. So tap here. You want to tap a little bit? Yep. Okay. Um, is I want you to just think just about that time. And we're going to be really gentle here because the last thing I want is for you to be like opening up your your last 20 years. (laughs) Just really gently, really gently. Take a nice breath into your nose. And blow it out. All right. So you're just kind of thinking of that, the vicious emails, and it made you feel icky and not capable. You couldn't stand up for yourself and you felt it in the bottom of your belly. And I want you to tell me, can you feel that again now that we're going to be talking about it? Yes, I can. Is it still a five and a half or did it go up or down? It went down a little bit. Cool. All right. So just take another breath. Blow it out. And I want you to just say, I'm safe to remember this.
0: I'm safe to remember this.
1: Yeah, that was really scary.
0: That was really scary.
1: Yeah, I was so proud of my teaching job.
0: I was so proud of my teaching job. And I should have been. And I should have been.
1: I worked hard for it.
0: I worked hard for it.
1: Yeah, and I'm a great teacher.
0: I'm a great teacher.
1: Yeah, I know the truth of this.
0: I know the truth of this.
1: Yeah, But there's this part of my body.
0: But there's this part of my body
1: that feels icky about it.
0: That feels icky about
1: it. And I accept that part too.
0: And I accept that part too.
1: There you go. Take a nice breath and blow it out. Good. So let's stay here just for a second. Um, You good? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So go ahead and just remember that. And while you're kind of remembering that, I'll just teach a little bit. While we're on the side of the hand is what we just said to your subconscious okay, is, hey, brain, every single time I opened that email or stepped into a classroom, you told me to run or hide. Thank you. Um, you're still telling me to run or hide from that feeling or that experience. And I'm telling you right now, I am safe here. I'm just sitting with Lindsay talking. I'm living my best life. And that situation with that mom isn't happening right now. And, um, I even would know how to handle it differently if I had to today. So I'm letting you off the hook. That's really what we're communicating is I'm going to let you off the hook. You don't need to keep a file on this anymore. Um, and I really trust myself, uh, that even if this were to happen again today, uh, I would have a different clarity over it. But what we're really doing is we're accepting ourselves with these feelings and we're accepting why we feel the way we feel. So if you think about it, so let's go ahead, take another nice breath. Let's check on that email. And what happened that five and a half had dropped a little bit. Now, Mm -hmm. where is it?
0: Maybe a four and a half.
1: Okay. Did anything come to mind while you were tapping?
0: Um, yes. What came to mind was maybe my fear that I still have today about opening emails from my boss might come from all of the emails
1: that were scary that I got while I was teaching. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so, Go ahead. If you and I were in a private session, which you know is so tempting for me to just stay here all day with you, mm-hmm. but um, but you're smart and you kind of trust me a little bit. And the process mm-hmm. is this is kind of opening up some stuff for you, yeah. Because yes, because what you just did was you actually said, "Whoa, brain! You've been really locking some things down and scanning the atmosphere for them, and now I'm kind of seeing what some of these things are." And identifying them. So I'm just going to be curious. And I think that's, we always want to like solve the problem, fix the problem, make the feeling go away. What if we just stay curious? And so while you're tapping, because you asked me to explain what tapping was, Mm -hmm. and I want people to get the experience, anyone can rewind this and start tapping with us on an issue that's similar, because we all have. These stories. Every single woman is going to go, Oh my gosh, I had a situation like that that evoked anxiety or whatever the feeling is. Well, what's happening is these are real points on our body and it's sending a signal to our fight or flight um, that is actually physically calming it. It's bringing the blood from our stomach back into our thinking brain, which we didn't have in the moment it actually happened, which is fine because that was normal. It happens. Uh, And now we get to go back and actually kind of it's called reframing in a lot of Mm -hmm. arenas is go back and really get a different perspective on what happened, not from remembering it from a trauma or upsetting point, but remembering it kind of from a safety standpoint, that's something we don't get to do very often. Mm. Right. The numbers that were dropping for you was actually an indication of your stress hormone dropping. But then what happened is it kind of like stopped dropping and you're Mm -hmm. like, yo my boss in these emails. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we use tapping for is because your subconscious felt safe enough with that old memory that it was like, okay, girl, here's the, here's the real problem that you're facing Mm -hmm. today. It's not that old thing. So now you're like, Hey, that's what we're doing with tapping is we're just trusting our subconscious. We're trusting our body. Our body's been telling us for a long time, these things are problems and it's giving us information. And now we have like this collection of pencils and lip gloss, but like, here's all these other things that look and act and feel similar. Let's pay attention to them. But what we're doing is we're not just becoming aware of these things. We're actually filing them properly where they belong. Mm. Okay. So go ahead, tap here, take a nice breath and blow it out. Your cortisol is dropping. And then you had a new thought and it kind of spiked a little bit. It's okay. Outside your eye, because that spike is not going to rewire any of this now because you're tapping, You're, you're telling your body I'm safe here. It's safe for my physical visceral body to stay calm. It's safe for the blood to stay in my brain while I remember these things that are actually really stressful for me. Right here. And in sessions, these things keep coming up and we just stay curious and we move through it. So what I would have you do is think about these stressful emails or being afraid of checking the email Mm -hmm. today.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So you could do that if you want to, or we could keep moving, but that's what I would really encourage you to do is go, huh? Should I be afraid of these emails from my boss now? Or is this just an old trauma response? What do you think the truth is?
0: I think this is his trauma response.
1: Okay. So this is a really cool point too, is that, um, my favorite thing tapping addresses is we've got what we know. We've got what we know. I no, I don't need to be afraid of this current boss's emails. Okay. But then we've got, (laughs) I kind of feel the exact same when I open those emails as I Mm -hmm. did with that mom. Mm -hmm.
0: This
1: is, this is beautiful. So anyone who feels stuck in any area, going back to who is this for any stress, physical, emotional, mental, anything that makes you go like that, because now we're The knowing is, our knowing is great. Your knowing is Mm -hmm. accurate, but it doesn't matter because what you feel in your body is a real response to something that really happened that thinks it's alive and well, and our feelings are facts. We're always going to live from our feelings, not from our knowing. And this is why when you look at all those positive affirmations, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, Or if you were to tell a friend, like, man, every time I sit down to check my email, I'm so afraid that my boss is going to fire me. Mm -hmm. What would your friend say?
0: That's ridiculous, Susie. How are you going to get through any workday ever in your life?
1: You don't need to worry about that. That's ridiculous. Okay. So this is where all that advice we get. It it's actually, a lot of it's probably really true. Yeah. But when someone says that, it's like, Mm -hmm. but you don't understand, like you are feeling in your body that you absolutely have to be afraid of his emails because this, this little piece of paper with my Mm -hmm. little notes, Mm -hmm. this little note of yours is alive and well in your nervous system. So to clear up this fear with your, current boss, we don't even talk about it or work on it. We go back to this. We always go back to the root. And this is why so many roots are when we're children, because those things get wired as children. And then as adults, we're really being flashed back to those times. We do not even know it. So if we can go back to the first time we felt the feeling or the worst time we felt the feeling and really go in there and clean it up, it's like a domino effect. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Unlike, um, you know, every day we have to nourish our bodies in order to stay nourished and healthy every single day. We should probably move our body a little bit in order to have a strong body when we're older, right? Every day you love and nurture your baby. Mm -hmm. You don't just like do it one day, right? With tapping, it's such a quick fix because you're sitting in it. You're really doing the work here to tell your body when this feeling happens, I can do something different with it in the future. And we're going back and cleaning up messes to bring you to a current state of mind where the past doesn't have a hold. You're actually in your present moment, which for a lot of people is really not a place we live very often. Mm -hmm. And now... If When you and I work through that old event, we get you to a place where I say, do you, do you know you don't have to be afraid of your boss's emails? And he would say, yeah. And then I could ask you, how afraid do you feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you think about his emails? And I guarantee you, you get to a point where you say, I actually really don't feel afraid of them at all anymore. So what we did was we moved um, the feeling that was attached to something old and we aligned it with the truth, which is what you know. How cool uh, would it? Be? Keep going.
0: It would be so no. great. Life would be so easy.
1: If everything you knew, you could yes. actually trust and believe. Yes. Yeah. So then when your friend is like, you don't have to worry about that. Right. And you're like, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I would feel like a weight was
0: lifted off my shoulders. I'm so light. I can move with ease. And that's exactly what it
1: is. And that's why it's so funny because that's another thing people don't like is that if you really follow some tapping stuff, we're hitting the negative that one time and that one email and that one parent and it was vicious and it made people, people don't want to look at the negative because we've also been taught that we can manifest Mm -hmm. and that, you know, that we like, um, what Harbor things or that we, we reinforce or recreate yeah but your subconscious is doing it anyway so if you have this tool to bring your cortisol down and send a new signal of safety then now you actually are in that present moment everything that you knew was true finally feels true well what happens like you laughed yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. you like i would feel so much lighter that's because if we wring out a dirty sponge right? If we wring out the dirty sponge, it is an empty sponge ready to soak up whatever we put in it, put fresh water in the sponge. It's going to soak it up. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're focusing on the negative very differently than we ever have, not reinforcing it, but actually unwiring it, filing it safely. And now what's left is the space where you, you know what you you move through some of this stuff and you start remembering your relationship with that girl, you realize that you were a huge impact on her. Thank God she had you if she had an overbearing mom. Right. right? So what actually happens is people start to have really beautiful memories come and fill those places where all we could feel was those heavy traumatic Mm -hmm. charges or what our subconscious was wanting us to hold on to beautiful memories of childhood come up, you would actually feel like, you know what? I actually did the very best I could in that situation. It was really scary. Um, if there's something that is, you know, if you, for example, because uh, I said, do we, we take the knowing and the feeling and we align them? If your knowing is wrong, we're not going to move your feelings to align it. None of this is right. magic, hocus pocus, hypnotism. This is, this is really truly bringing the body God created of yours and every experience that your subconscious remembers and really helping you personally to let the truth come to the surface so safely that you can find that balance because no therapist is ever going to know you and every memory and not even me. And that's why I Mm -hmm. love doing this because I'm not telling anyone to do, I'm not really giving anyone any advice unless they ask. I'm just like, Hey, now what? Mm -hmm. Comes up and we get to work on it. Now what? And it's just perfectly aligns you and brings you present. Right. Really present. So then all those stupid cliches feel really true. Um, in fact, we only tapped a little bit, but check on how long ago that feels now. I would just be curious. I'm not sure it's resolved, but
0: the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe more like instead of three or four months, maybe more like nine months. Okay. It feels a little safer. It does.
1: Okay. That's awesome. So that's just an example of how this really works. I didn't tell you what to think. Right. I didn't tell you, you you probably did the right thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We just tapped a little bit. And what happened is your nervous system actually did something for you on your behalf Mm -hmm. um, and moved some things. Now, if we just moved through that event, uh, a little bit more, we could clear up a lot of other stuff. You would say it really does feel like a year and a half ago. And this is where the cliche time heals all wounds. Yeah. And people are like, nope, no, of trauma from all the, that time feels like I remember it, like it was yesterday. Yeah. Right. You remember it was, it was yesterday. Yeah. This truly is creating space refiling things. So the time now the it feels like time healed the wound. Right. So what I love is all the stupid cliches that make us want to argue actually start feeling really true. Yeah. With.
0: I really like that you brought up the the knowing and the feeling because that's something I say all the time. If I was uh, all the time, I I might say, I know that this is an anxious thought and that this is very unrealistic, but my body doesn't know that. It doesn't feel that. So yes, that might I might know that the anxiety around. Um, losing my job when I've done nothing wrong is absolutely ridiculous. But it doesn't matter. I can tell myself that all day. That's not gonna change the feeling in my body, right? Um, and so I want to confirm what you were saying about the tapping here, this like setup statement, right? Is that what it's
1: yeah, yeah, you remembered it?
0: Yeah, okay. So this is telling my mind we're in a safe space. I can go back to this scary moment. And we can actually work through what was real, instead of letting it be clouded by fear. Right. I'm letting myself that. work through that, re, re, almost re-experience that event safely, safely. Right. Without without that yes. anxiety and fear.
1: You got it. That's it. And and you'll hear practice. You don't hear me say this a lot, but you hear a lot of tapping practitioners say on the side, I deeply and completely love and accept yes. myself. Okay?
0: I want to talk about that. Okay. My, the, I only know about tapping because my therapist from years ago brought it up. I think when I was, I don't know what specifically I was working through. And that's something that I wanted to talk about with you because I, I never was able to really use it on my own. Cause I couldn't set up, it was, it was this very specific phrase, even though I feel really anxious about X, Y, and Z, I fully and completely upset myself. So then that's what I thought it was. And then I was tapping on all of my points saying the same thing over and over. And then I found you and it's almost like you're tapping through these points talking to yourself as mm-hmm. if like you're your own therapist. Mm-hmm. Like I might not believe um, outside of this that, that that was a really um, uh, maybe not silly, but that was a, That wasn't as as scary objectively as it might have felt, but as I'm tapping, it might naturally come up that I say, "Um, I was really doing my best, and I was really working with this student out of so much love and compassion, and this, this mom really didn't know what was going on, and this was a reaction out of fear and protection for her daughter, maybe not out of viciousness or, or a desire to knock me down, you know?
1: So you're explaining this much better than I can. (sighs) Um, And I love it because you have tapped a little bit. And so you have that insight. And I think that's why, you know, I started out saying like, we really want to just be right or like really understand things, but you stayed kind of curious, right? Mm -hmm. And what's really lovely is that when we do the work around things like that, I can almost guarantee you're going to come out on the other side of that, having compassion f- for somebody who upset you. And the reason is because there's a lot of us in the people who hurt mm-hmm. us. We see a lot of our flaws in people and it's easier to point at them. Not that you are that way, but you could certainly understand that feeling. Cause you obviously do. Cause you're like, right. she was scared. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was really scared for my child, I might get seem vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, also, side note, my mom was a teacher. So I remember all the emails coming in. And oh. so, so many parents and the teachers are there to raise their kids. And yeah. it's, it's insane the load that's put on you, which is why yeah. I was um but you're exactly right. Is that you're really sitting with whatever it is focusing on what we feel like is the negative or the feeling. Mm-hmm. I know I don't need to be anxious about this. I feel anxious about that. This is where we get to go. I just I feel really anxious. But but back to that I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Um, some people can say that and it's fine, but it needs to feel true and it needs to feel safe. And most women haven't even began to understand mm-hmm. what truly loving and accepting the really means. So I like to make that make sense. And what makes sense is this, okay? When I think of that email that that woman sent me, it makes me feel really anxious. I accept the part of me and even love the part of me that feels defensive when Mm -hmm. I'm threatened. Mm -hmm. That's really what we're saying. We're just making it shorter. Even though there was this, I am safe even though there's this, I love and accept myself. The love and acceptance is, um, there's a part of me that, uh, I would like to be able to stand up for myself. I would like to feel confident standing up for myself. So I'm disappointed in myself because I want to be able to stand up for myself when someone hurts and accuses me. That's actually, I say it's what's right with you. That's a great quality to have
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. kind
1: of people. Our only other option is she was mean. She was ugly. She was unkind. She put me down. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I probably deserved it. No one likes that person. So your only other option is I'm hurt and I'm angry. Right. And now I'm even disappointed and stand up for myself. Yeah. So this love and acceptance piece, if everyone listening can just remember this, you are not saying I am perfect. And I love that that email came through. <laughs> I accept the part of me that feels anxious right now about something that evoked anxiety. What a beautiful promise that I actually am experiencing a human emotion. So what... You're- in there when you do that you're you're flipping you're flipping that programming in there when you can just stay there and say that then you're moving through your points and that's where you start ringing out the yucky and all of a sudden you're like that poor mom
0: yeah i can't believe i got to that point honestly i never have viewed her as as that at all um i always bring up i bring it up a little bit often and it's always just vicious and 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 unkind and anyway so your
1: point can stay the same too like you you can like i know i know that that email was unkind Mm -hmm. but i feel in my body now really grounded and anchored around it because i know the truth what you're not going to change your mind on what that email looked like you could we can it can happen if the email was not anything like we've made it Mm. It's, it's it's that it's like all, all capital letters. At
0: one point, I think she said, so and Susie Dean is an awful teacher and I hope that she never reaches tenure. And I'm like, I don't even think tenure exists in Florida anymore for teachers. I, there was a point actually when I really, really wanted to print it out and frame it and just like take back that power. Um, But yeah, it was, it, it was objectively vicious. Yeah. But I never thought that I would come to the place of, of kind of being in her shoes. Um, but I want to ask, what is the value or the meaning in this setup statement? What if I'm doing this on a whim? I, I kind of I, I don't have the tools that you've given me at my hands. I can't listen to this podcast again. I can't rewind, but I know that tapping is a thing, and I know my points and I know that I need to give my, my subconscious a setup statement. Is there like a formula that I can use? Does it, does it really matter what I'm telling myself? What is, what is this?
1: So that's a really great question because that's where people get stuck and don't tap. That's Mm -hmm. where now I, I want to use tapping, but now I'm so stressed out trying to remember how that now I'm stressing myself out even more when we're, if, the number one thing on your own, if you can, if you can identify that you're stressed Mm -hmm. and have an opportunity to tap, and then if you can really quickly start tapping.
0: Okay. Like on my points, not even on my, on the side of my hand,
1: you have permission to leave the side of the hand out to completely ignore what you learned about the side of your hand and just start tapping. Okay. (laughs) And I, really hard because some of us are perfectionists and some of us do want to do it good and right. But here's the thing. Every time you tap, you are teaching your body that when this, then now this is going to happen instead. When I'm thinking of that, it's safe to be calm here. You've already trained your brain how to feel safe Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: tapping. So if everyone can go, I see a stressful situation. We have a split second. We have a split second to decide I'm going to tap and see if I can calm myself down now and to not wire this in Um, or forget it. And now the blood is gone and we want to run or hide. And we're like, tapping doesn't even work. So you have this tiny, tiny window when stress actually hits. And if you can remember to just start tapping, then don't think about anything else. You just start tapping. If you only remember one point, you pick that point. Mm -hmm. Just start tapping. That's it. The side of your hand is going to be maybe after you've practiced this more. Okay. Or when you say, I would like to sit down for 30 minutes and tap on something, Ooh, no stress in your body and you have time to think about the side of your hand. Uh-huh. But if women could go, I'm stressed and remember to start tapping and breathing, you're naturally sending a signal that you are safe in this moment even with this stress, you are safe to think you are safe to process. And even taking three seconds is going to help you be a better person with whatever this challenge Mm is because this will clear it up for you. When we are setting ourselves up, we're actually saying, Hey, body, we're going to work on that one thing. Okay. And we're kind of actually using it to like pull our work together and find a focus when you walk into a grocery store and run into somebody that, into the woman who wrote, Oh the email, God, you're not going to be all like, ah, even though <laughs> the stress is up. Yeah. Gonna, so you don't need to set yourself up. You're set up, right? Like think about oh. that. Kind of up. Okay. That's okay. good. That's good we remember this, you're standing there and you're like, your body is already stressed. It's already up. You start tapping and you're sending that signal. Let's bring that cortisol down. Let's bring that blood in my brain. This is, this is evoking anxiety and I am very present with this right now.
0: Okay. So if I'm not in the moment and I'm pulling something up from my past, maybe I think of my setup statement as bringing myself back to that moment and telling my body it is safe. I feel anxious because I'm thinking about this. This is how it made me feel, but this is a safe space. I'm not here anymore. Something along those lines, having those two components. Is that right?
1: All right. Let's get you certified. (laughs) So, well, this, you
0: also brought up a really important point that I didn't really think about um, specifically, which is you don't only have to, tapping was introduced to me as a way to get through past junk. But I can also use tapping in the moment to prevent developing past what will be past junk, right? And also, I want to bring up tapping. The purpose of tapping is we're getting rid of all of this junk and all of these old ways of thinking or habits of thinking so that we can clear out all of these um, spaces in our mind, lies. Yeah, we can clear out all these lies that we've told ourselves or that we've been told so that we can experience in the present. We can experience freedom in the present, joy in the present, whatever
1: feelings are coming as they yeah. come. Correct? 100%. Okay. And some people will say, "Yeah, but there's a stressful situation going on." You know, I've been through it all. And I'm telling you, we found mold yesterday. Doesn't oh, matter. No. That- it doesn't matter that we got a mold inspection when we moved in two years ago. It doesn't. Right. And the guy is telling me, you know, and he's like, why are you so calm? And I'm like, why would why wouldn't there be more like, so it's not that I'm used to bad things happening. It's just that now I kind of know things are going to happen, but I'm, I was fully present. With how grateful I was that somebody finally had the right tool to identify it properly. I was so grateful that there is an answer now to where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Because if I can't figure out where it's coming from, I don't know what wall to tear apart. So even learning that after all the money we put into a fixer upper, and even learning I did everything I could to make sure there was no mold, even after remediating two spaces that had mold, I stood there yesterday 100% calm in my body. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfectly present, full of gratitude that this man was able to help identify these things. And that, um, that I know my husband's going to take it seriously and help me move forward properly. Um, that I've learned that you can't just use Joe Schmo. You got to use a real contractor and pay the extra money because you want it done right. So, What you're saying is being present in that moment or joyful in that moment where there is joy to be felt, you'll feel it exponentially, Right. even in a hard challenge. What if you're, you know, like I'm here to tell you, like, I'm calm now in those situations. I'm present. I just paid him extra because I was so thankful. My best friend blew through the door to surprise me. I sat in the sun with my daughter and my best friend and we ate strawberries and visited. It didn't. Take over my day or my week or my month like it would have two years ago because it's, it doesn't need to be held here. Mm -hmm. And I Mm didn't tap on it yesterday. Um, it's just that the feeling of getting bad news, the feeling of dread, disappointment we didn't find out sooner, uh, all the money that's going to be sent. I've already tapped on all those things. So if I already tapped on all those things, then when it happens again, it just is what it is right then. That's it. So tapping
0: consistently, continually getting, used to getting your body used to, um, tapping and clearing things out and feeling safe in the moment. That's kind of, um, s- setting us up for avoiding future, like time wasted on, on, on these feelings. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Freedom. But freedom, there's a lot of fear out there. Freedom. Mm-hmm. I love sitting in the sun. I always have. Everyone gave me crap for sitting in the sun. And it's like, okay, so I get burnt. I'm going to get cancer. I don't know. Like, if my dad died of cancer, my mom had cancer twice, and I'm still not afraid of cancer. Like, I'm doing so much more for my body by not being afraid because fear is the person. Um, So good. So,
0: um,
1: you asked really good questions. And the number one takeaway that I want people to have. Always. And you, because there's like, this is one of the things where you can like get really into tapping. Cause it is, it is it's for me, it's not as simple as it is for you. Right. Cause I'm listening to people I'm putting dots, connecting dots, puzzle pieces, grabbing these deep, I'm really paying attention to s- certain details um, in order to pull the work together, to pull those roots fast, get them quickly, um, and send people on their way. I never want anyone to sit with me longer than we need to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so other so i've learned and i have other practitioners who agree the best way to apply tapping is commit yourself to a private session at some point don't um don't put it off you know if you think you're kind of interested Tell yourself, I'm going to buy myself a gift or ask for Christmas or my birthday for a private session with a trained practitioner. Um, It is such a treat. It's such a gift. And it's so different than the time you're going to spend on your own. Um, And, but please use it on your own. And if all you remember is this. And this is what I, I want everyone to take away because there would be less cortisol in the world, more peace in the world, more happy moms if as you're moving through and all of a sudden someone cuts you off on the freeway and you're like, "Oh yeah, Susie and Lindsay were talking about, but I don't remember if I'm supposed to do that. if people can just press and hold this point Take nice, clean breaths and and f- you're really feeling the anxiety like I'm just gonna sit and feel this mm-hmm. instead of let it take over pushing and hold pressing and holding this point and breathing uh is going to be one of the greatest gifts that any woman could ever give to herself on a daily basis when stress hits i I wish I could give a give a gauge on what it really does but if i if I had to guess. If you have chronic anxiety and you're a 10 out of 10 every day Mm -hmm. and you start pressing and holding under your eye and taking nice, clean breaths, it's just an extreme because you know, most people aren't chronic all day and you press and hold each time for a month. I bet you that chronic anxiety has dropped down to 65%, 70% just by you remembering to press and hold and breathe. It's a very powerful tool. And that has to do with using it when you're already stressed and allowing right. it to bring you down. You're teaching your body a new way. And this is why um, somebody who has, wakes up with anxiety every single morning, will tap on that, will really work on that. And the next morning they text me and they're like, oh, I, I like felt so good when I woke up this morning. It was the absence of, it's that lightness you were talking about. Yeah, The time you spend doing it has a residual effect for the next time and for later. Which is why i don't have to use it all the time anymore so those press and hold moments man if you can be more clear-headed and more present the next time somebody cuts you off on the freeway you could be avoiding an accident
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's what i want everyone to just take away is that press and hold
0: so a couple of things i had to write down notes um i'm glad that you brought up press and hold because i was going to ask you that anyway so if somebody feels uncomfortable if they need to in the moment maybe in a line at the grocery store, at the freaking DMV, or when they're out in public, they need to start tapping. They feel uncomfortable with that. They can get the same effect just from holding these different points.
1: Just holding them. And, okay. and that's why it's kind of funny because I say press and hold. and People are like, I oh, thought we were tapping. Like, I know, but you can press and hold them or tap them. Uh, and it's easier sometimes to just remember to, to just apply some pressure. It's also a little more calming, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But are you really you know, when you're in a hard conversation, um it's you know, and you can sit like this is a point, so this is something you can like press and hold that point while you're like listening to somebody or reading that email. Okay. you know, if you don't want people to know what you're doing, like this is a point, but a lot of oh, just for say, people
0: that are listening, the first point was up, um under your nose, <laughs> the second point is right under your bottom lip.
1: Thank you. Okay. And those I mean imagine sitting. And you're just like, hmm, and you're just holding those points. So now you're getting the benefit. Like you said earlier, so many things have been lodged in our system. When we feel that high spike, like what if I could, you're essentially saying body, we don't need to hold this whatever this is we're just gonna breathe right through it move on you're really using that in the moment so you don't get more traumas triggers clutter um it's also beautiful to be in a conversation with your husband who's kind of upset with something but not you and you're like trying to take it personal but it's not really but you know and to like just really soften yourself um I mean here's another one right. so this is your bra strap under your armpit you know most of us can just hold that spot while we're standing in line and see that person at the grocery store you can hold it.
0: So if I'm really in the moment having a hard conversation that I wasn't expecting, I can just hold these points and I don't necessarily have to say stuff to myself, to my subconscious. Okay. But I'm going to get a lot of benefit if I have the opportunity to maybe set aside five, 10, 15 minutes and tap through this stuff and not just tap on what the pressing issue is in the moment, but do I want to tap on... If I'm tapping and I find out, like what I told you, all these other um, situations and, and emails are coming up, and I'm being reminded of all these other root causes, do I want to set up a separate tapping session to get through that, or is that something I can do in the moment?
1: But, yeah,
0: it on how okay. You have.
1: Okay. That's the thing. There's so many different techniques, and so that's why I say just play with it, just practice, and the private work. I teach while I tap with people. So the more you see how you and I navigate a private session, you're like, "Oh, I can do that." Oh. So it it kind of also I'm all about equipping people. I don't want anyone to need me, but if I had something big and upsetting to work through, I would hire someone. I don't do my own private work. So I don't ever recommend anybody try to because we're you we're really needing our subconscious so quiet that it'll release information to our conscious mind. So when we're trying to watch for those things we're pulling out of our subconscious, I don't think nobody, nobody needs to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the beautiful experience of letting someone else hold that space for you. But you do it however like one day you're like, oh man, I, I call it whack a mole where you mm-hmm. you are tapping on something and you're like, oh, this is totally like that time and that time and that time and that time, then keep tapping. While you're thinking of that time <laughs> yeah, and that time and that time, why not just keep tapping if you have the time? It's already popping up. You might never have to go back to it again. Or if you know you don't have time and you're like, okay, I, I have all these things now coming up. I'm just going to put them in my notes uh, to come back to. And so then that's where you set aside some time later and go, okay, I'm just going to be curious. Like, how come I only crave chocolate at 10 o'clock at night? I'm going to sit down and like really think about that. I'm going to really give some time and attention to that. So it's just a beautiful thing. You can do it on the spot. You can save things for later. Um, the the thing you want to do really mostly, like more than what you do want to do, what you don't want to do is remember, we're dealing with stressful events, right? You are going to feel sometimes like you're reliving something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can feel that, that, you know, like mm-hmm. you felt it at a five and a half, but people will feel things at a 10 and 11. If you can stay with it and keep breathing, your breath is important and just keep tapping through your points and trusting the process. And you're not always using words on your own because you don't need words if you're feeling it. Right. We're only using words to put words to the feeling. People trip up with that. What words do I use? I don't know. What are you feeling? Anxiety? Okay, anxiety. Anxiety. So just feel it. If you can sit in those heavy, like impossible, like I want to run right now. I want to hide right now. Like I hate this feeling. If you can just get through, it only take twenty or thirty seconds to really move through that heavy feeling. You are at breakthrough, you are so close to breakthrough. You are doing for yourself something that nobody else can do. So even to take those heavy moments of, if you just don't walk away, the only, really the only two ways I think people can hurt themselves is try to do the deep work, deep trauma work yourself. It's just not going to work. Two, don't quit while something's heavy. (laughs) Right right? Don't drop, drop the rock. Keep Mm -hmm. carrying the rock till you get to where you're going. You're going to, you're always going to feel the relief. And the other way is if you're working through something, and like you said, you start having all these, this information pop up and this Mm -hmm. time and that teacher and that student and that, and you're like, no, that's not important. And then it comes back again. That's not important. And then you have a memory from when you were like four years old, Mm -hmm. when dad yelled at you and you're like, that was so long ago. That's not these things that you're thinking of are such a gift. It's all a gift. Be excited about all of it. No matter how heavy it is, that thing that you say, that doesn't matter. That was so long ago. Yeah, it matters. And so just bring in anything that shows up, write it down. Don't walk away when things are heavy. Okay. And, and it's just, you're just going to get this like next day. You're like, I don't even know why it didn't upset me when my husband didn't help me with the dishes.
0: (laughs) So all of these thoughts are opportunities for us to get to the root cause to eventually clear it all.
1: It's exciting. It's not, it doesn't have to be, it's so, opportunities.
0: I always tell my friends, I tell everyone, the best way to get through pain is to feel it. And the quickest way to get through pain and discomfort is to feel it. Our feelings want to be felt, and that's why when we avoid them, they keep coming up and they keep getting bigger. And then
1: doing us a great favor.
0: The longer that we put it off, the harder it's going to be weeks, months, or years down the road when I have to face it for the first time because I didn't when it first happened.
1: Well, and you're facing it now with all those dominoes behind it, all Ooh. the clutter. So every time. Remember, your subconscious is scanning. So whether you, whether you try to push that out of your mind or not, your subconscious is like, oh, this is like that one time. Oh, this is like that one time. And it's collecting all of its evidence and all of its events every day, all day. Anything that looks, acts, or feels similar to the anxiety you felt when you were four or the anger you felt, it's, it's working overtime to protect you from it. So by the time you actually decide to work on it, because you haven't been tapping each day to kind of clear those things out or in each Mm -hmm. stressful moment, you have a warehouse full. Yes. It's a, it's a lot bigger and it's a lot heavier and it's doable.
0: I like, I like that you said that.
1: (laughs) So I where I would tap. I can't for people who are listening,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, so if they can close their eyes, it's kind of nice to close your eyes or if you want to, you know, look at the points, but it's nice to, I think it's nice to close. So or um, you know, look at your hands maybe for the first one. And if you look at the back of your hand, you've got your pinky and then you have the side of your hand. And this is the same side of your body that if if you were gonna karate chop something, like chop it in half, you would actually use this part of your hand. That's the setup that you and I were talking about. This can, this is a point. Remember to use it or don't, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on who it is, they start in a different spot. So the next point is going to be inside either eyebrow, because it doesn't matter if you're on your right side or your left side or both. So you've got your eyebrow. And if you just go to the inside of one of your eyebrows, that's going to be the point I use first. Okay. Okay. And then you can even just. Travel across your eyebrow and down to the outside of your eye. And you can feel this point. There's only two points you can feel the, the acupuncture point of is outside the eye. It's on your bone. And you, Mm -hmm. if you actually like gently poke around, it's almost like there's a little crack or an opening from your top eye bone to your bottom. It's almost like they connect. Can you feel it? Mm -hmm. So it's a point. Yeah. Yeah, just a little. It's like I just feel like mine's like a little like indent. Yeah. So then keep kind of going along that bottom line under your eye, right under your pupil. That's where I can like really, you can really feel a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's another one. So that's just those. That's where they are. Okay. So that's um one, two, three. Yep. And then under your nose, just above your top lip. And each of these are connected to a handful of uncomfortable emotions, a handful of positive um, organs and systems. So that's a whole other podcast, but yeah. they are really connected. And bra- bra- that's why we use all the points when we tap um, instead of just one. Because why not, if if this a situation you're working on has anxiety in it, it probably also has fear, doubt, anger. So why not just get all the points of all the feelings? Mm-hmm. Cause every story has a lot of the other ones under that bottom lip and above your chin bone. And then, um, I'll show you, they're not going to be able to see, I know, but this is really two points, um, kind of, you know, below and on either side of your collarbone, kind of they're, they're in here somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on what you look at. So, um, it's kind of a dip in, in your collarbone under your throat that dip. And if you just drop down about half an inch or an inch and then over to the right and left either side, that's two different tapping points. And that's why I use my whole hand on my chest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the next point is underneath your armpit on your bra strap. You can reach across your body for this one. Or if you have really big boobs, you're not going to be able to. And so then you'll, you'll tap on the same side. Whatever, if you're using your right hand, uh-huh. you type tap under your armpit mm-hmm. on your bra strap. That's a little more uncomfortable yeah. in my opinion. If you don't need to, the last point's the very top of your head, right in the center, you'll see people, um, tapping like around in a circle, like mm-hmm. around, excuse me, the crown. That's wrong. Don't do that. Uh, it's just right in the center of the top of your head. Yeah. So that's all those points. And um, then we've got the finger points. We probably don't need to get into. They can find me for that.
0: Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful way to do that. Okay. I'm going to ask you five fun questions before we go. I hate and kind of school student. Were you? Oh,
1: it was really good. I was, okay. um, I respected my teachers. I was a good listener. Um, I didn't cause too many disruptions and I was probably a BC student. Nice.
0: We like you. You're an easy, easy student.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are some? My mom's stories. I wasn't about to be that kid. (laughs) That's
0: yeah. You had an advantage in that regard. Um, what are some things that you regularly do to prevent or manage anxiety when it comes up other than tapping?
1: Well, this is a really new one for me. So it's a good question is after spending the last eight years, really trying to understand anxiety, help people with their anxiety and manage my own and understand it. I learned that it's actually a gift when it's, um, a present feeling and everything old is cleared out is it's actually your body's way of saying, Hey, you need to hurry up or you need, you forgot something. And so I actually really think my body, and I know that sounds so weird, but the first day I did it, I was like, whoa. I'm thanking my body for this. Like what's happening. And I just sat with it and I just breathed and, um, I might've tapped a little bit, which would just be in just like a quick tap on my chest. Like, okay, like, what is this? What am I feeling? And what came to mind was a bill I'd forgotten to pay. Wow. So, you know, I just stuck with it. I, I was like, wow, thanks for the reminder body. I paid the bill and the anxiety left. So that's, you know, if it's a really dangerous situation, I do get cut off. I go straight to my breath. I I breathe right in through my nose. I blow it right out through my mouth. And, um, and I might tap in that moment as well on just a pointer or or press and hold under the eye.
0: There's a lot of power that comes from befriending our bodies. Oh yes. Um, what is something that you would do on a day when you're completely alone and you have no responsibilities or commitments?
1: I would chase the sun.
0: Cool. I, it, I find it, a rock. Wait, say that again? You call it what? Lizarding. Okay.
1: It's a real word. And so it's you just are a lizard and you find a <laughs> rock and you just lay on it. Or the sand or this whatever. Just lay in the sun and just like that's what I would do.
0: Incredible. Um, I found
1: this before this and I gave myself some time in the sun before this. I'm a little burnt.
0: Oh my gosh! I know. Um, yeah. What is one of your simple joys? Something small that just like makes you feel so good. My chickens.
1: Oh, I want chickens so bad. They're really funny.
0: They have personalities. Oh, that's
1: so great. Some some of them, and some of them I don't even know. Like, it'll walk up to me and I'm like, who are you? Like, I've never seen you. I don't know you. You've never talked to me. And then there's other ones. I have one, her name's Side Chick, because she (laughs) wants to be by my side all the time. And so she has an ankle bracelet. She gets in trouble. She...
0: Mm -hmm. How
1: many chickens
0: do you have?
1: Right now we have 35. 35. But we had 65 and there was too much poop. So we, we downsized a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. Our, our really good friends have, have chickens and um, he just bought one of those pluckers so that they are eating. They buy the egg laying chickens, right? And then yes. the poultry chickens. Yes. Yes.
1: We just, um, have, we just have egg birds. So meat birds are next.
0: That's going to be a big deal. Oh
1: great. I like the questions. Keep going.
0: The last one that I have is what is the wildest thing that tapping has helped you with?
1: (laughs) Well, wildest. Okay. Okay. I, um, I wouldn't categorize myself as having been an alcoholic because, I think people are like, I think of decades and decades, but I was definitely not in a good place. And I was using alcohol for too long as a coping mechanism to avoid my real feelings. I didn't have tapping yet. And it was a problem. I could drink a bottle of wine at night by myself. And um, apparently my husband says I was really mean. So I was kind of starting the, you know, healing journey. And uh, it's hard to even say that seriously, though. But- <laughs> And I was driving with my children in the car, um, five hours away, and I got that craving for wine. And I I wanted my wine, and I just wanted to get to my mom's house, and I I just wanted to pour my wine, sip on my wine, and I had just learned tapping. And I was at the place where a lot of listeners are at, where it's like, God, this is so weird, so stupid, and I tap on it. And I and I thought, you know what? I I was testing tapping, and I thought if I can tap right now on this, I had to remember to do it right mm-hmm. while I was craving the wine, because what I thought was I could pull over at the next stop. I could go get the wine. I could pour it into my empty coffee cup and I could drink while I drive to my mom's. And that was one of those thoughts that was kind of scary because mm-hmm. it, it would have been easy to do. And I would have sadly probably been fine. And that thought was like, wow, wow you know that i'm i would be that i'm considering that and so i thought well i'm just going to test this weird tapping thing i just learned it i'm just going to test it because nothing can break this craving nothing can break this craving and so i drove and i tapped I don't know if I tapped on my finger points or just tapped. And the thing with food and cravings and stuff is it's just like any other feeling is you lean into it really far. And so it's like, you think about the wine and pouring the wine and tasting the wine and you really, you know? And then, um, a few minutes later, I like, I was like, Oh, that was weird. I, I was going to pull over and now I'm not like, I tapped until I forgot I was tapping. And then I was back present with my kids, listening to music, didn't even think about the wine. It was, it was wild because I just stopped tapping when something changed. Right. And then um, the, the craziest thing was I got to my mom's and I got the wine and I got the wine glass and I got the bottle open. And I poured the wine. And when I went to sip it, I was so nauseous. I didn't want it. It was the weirdest thing. And I put it down and I never craved wine again. And... I never craved it again to the point where we would go places where people are like having a glass of wine. And have... my husband was like, can you tap that back in? Because we were just like the weirdos who aren't drinking. And I'm like, I don't want any. So I started pouring a glass of wine and walking around with it. I didn't want it. So that would be the most wild because like I said, the weirdest thing about it is that it works when other things don't. And that was just one of those times I needed 90 seconds. It was gone. But here's the crazy thing is I still by habit, grabbed. Mm -hmm. We still have that muscle memory, but the, the cool thing is that when I went to drink it, the flavor and the smell just made me so sick. So, um, it's, it's, that's the most wild thing because to this day, I, I don't crave wine and, and it actually created a beautiful opening to then like in the moment I wasn't drinking the wine, what did I do instead? Yeah. You know, and then I was present with who I was sitting with and who I was talking with. It was really a cool thing to just have like a really quick fix and quick relief of something that felt like it had so much power over me.
0: I get it. I just recently became accidentally non out, non non drink a non drinking person. I was in the same place that you were. I, I wouldn't say that I had an alcohol problem, but a bottle of wine—that's easy. Well, I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix at the end of the day, and then it's so easy to explain away as like not a big deal, four glasses of wine. I, I have tried to like get beer at a restaurant or get wine and I just don't finish it or I give it to someone else. I just, I don't need it. And I kind of want to, I want to be able to like have a cocktail again because that feeling was so good for the time. But it's just, it's just so much more fun to not drink now, which I never thought I would say.
1: Yeah. I'm just, it's like, it really was a chore. Yeah. I don't, ha- in the moment that I would normally pour a glass of wine and drink it, I'm like, not.
0: <laughs> like, I'm just
1: here with my people.
0: Yeah. So it, it's always worth a try tapping, regardless of how big we think it is. It's what, what's the harm?
1: Yeah. It's always worth a try. Uh, and so there's a lot of videos that people have access to. So I'll tell you how to find me. Um, but if, if people, you know, I know a lot of us want to just like kind of hide and, and test things, Julie Schiffman and Brad Yates have outstanding YouTube channels they are kind of like the originals the original tappers they're older than i am Um uh, and it's really easy to find videos to tap along with so maybe that's a good place to start i do have some videos but it's not my primary focus because i actually don't think videos are i don't want people to only use videos there's much more important and special and deep work that you can get done but they're incredible practitioners and their youtube channels are amazing um So to find me, Oh, you found me on Instagram. I really like Instagram. Um, So that's tapping underscore unstuck. I am more concerned with connecting with people and having really fun relationships like this than I am in numbers. But my passion really is to get this tool into women's hands. So the greatest gift anyone can give me is just sharing this with women they love because it's breaking women free and we deserve that. Um, And then we just found out my podcast launched, right? So <laughs> yeah. That's get, un, get unstuck with Lindsay. I think I'll so, find it. I'll add it in the show notes. We'll add it. And other than that, just shoot email is unstuck three, one, seven at gmail.com. And that's really just the best way I have a weekly group. This is important. I have a weekly group every Wednesday, 10 o'clock California time. So Pacific standard, it's one o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, which I know isn't a good time for Eastern Standard. So if enough girls Eastern Standard want a morning group, I'll make one. (laughs) Okay. I just need enough girls interested. So but that's at 10 o'clock and one o'clock Wednesdays. And then um I have an evening one I'm hoping to put on the schedule. So last I decided a lot of women want to know more, just like you help teach them. And so I'm putting a morning. Um, group and an evening group alternating, um, three weeks at a time, just a binge Q and a with tapping with me live for three weeks at a time. And it immediately goes into some quiet tapping time together to practice tapping. So the next one is starting May 3rd for three weeks and they can just find me on Instagram or on my website is, uh, dot space be really fun to have some girls come learn more
0: I think that's a really beautiful that's a really beautiful event that you set up I think that's having people ask all these questions and then quiet tapping time and then getting together and just in community that's beautiful
1: it's beautiful women just like you and just like me and just like the list I mean it's really amazing women who gather in these spaces it really is like it's good we're all like-minded it's so Mm -hmm. special and, um, and I think a lot of us really need a community of women yeah. and then private work is where my heart is, is that one-on-one doing the deep, you know, hour, two hour sessions. Uh, but the Q and a is so fun for me. Like this stuff that I told you, this is so fun for me that I decided to just keep those on schedule because, okay. um, I like to teach tapping.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. This was so easy. I learned so much and I feel really good spending time with you. So thank you for that, (laughs) that gift.
1: Well, thank you for this gift because I need more fun things and more fun women. And as you know, I need to learn how to do this podcast thing. So So you're you're
0: a natural, you're a natural.
1: So thank you for this.
0: Yeah, this was good for both. This was good. Good.
1: Goodness. You You had good questions and you're good at applying tapping. So that was, that was good.
0: Thank you. Yeah. This is something I'm genuinely interested in. So I'm glad I was able to sit down and talk to you.
1: Are you, um, real quick, are you funneling people in and are, do you coach women or do you earn an income off of what you're doing? Or is this kind of just a fun side thing? The
0: podcast specifically? Um, no, this is for fun. For fun. I'm, I'm of the mindset that I don't want to anticipate or expect to earn anything from this until I've been doing it for like a year or two. Mm Mm-hmm getting out all the kinks right now.
1: I like that you're using it to like document your journey too.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've gotten better at it. I've met cool people. I've, I've identified where I can get better and I've, I've moved forward and improved. So it's been a, it's been a really cool journey just personally and selfishly as well.
1: I know. That's why when I was like, I don't want to do, but then I love learning things. And I always love talking to women and learning what they're doing. So I'm like, Oh, it's for me too. Yes.
0: Yes. You can document all of these conversations that you're interested in having. And then people like you are also going to find value in it as well. So it's serving yourself for fun. It's fun stuff. It's hanging out with cool people. And then it's, as a result, without even really doing much it 's serving others too. Thank you so much for listening to this week 's episode of Unbranded with Miss Dean Loves you. I had a blast with Lindsay, and I hope that you could tell what a cool person she was and what a beautiful and delightful, pure, and fiery energy that she had. I so enjoyed it. It felt like two puzzle pieces coming together. If you like this episode, share it with your friends, subscribe, leave a review. I love it when you guys do that. Follow Lindsay on all of her socials. Share her with everyone you know. She's so, so cool. I hope you guys have the best day ever. Until next week. Oh, until next time. Miss Dean loves you. Bye, everyone.